What's up, guys? Welcome to the Empower You Financial podcast. I'm Eva Palacios, CEO and founder of Empower You Financial, where we teach you how to live life on your own terms through financial literacy and credit education. I know it's been a minute, guys, but hear me out. For many of you, some of you, or maybe none of you, um, I have been participating in a mastermind program hosted by Eric Thomas. And, um, and it's been intense. It's been very, very intense in a good way, in a uncomfortable way. But most importantly, I am appreciating the level of accountability. And with that being said, for all of you superstars out there that can balance a billion things all at once, shout out to you guys. I am not one of them. And I say that because that's the reason why there, why there has been a break in my podcast. You know, we had some podcast episodes in the beginning of October, and then, you know, I kind of took a break, and now we're back in it in November. And, um, and all I can say is, number one, thank you for giving me grace, but also most importantly to all of my listeners, thank you for reaching out to me asking, where's the next episode at? Um, and I'm going to be real. I have been deep diving into this mastermind, really focusing on taking empower you to the next level. Um, for those of you who have been rocking with me for quite some time now, you've probably seen a whole lot of transition, um, you know, getting rid of some folks, bringing on some new folks, but most importantly, I understand the importance behind investing in myself and in the company and in the brand to take it to another level. And sometimes things might get sacrificed. And that's okay, right? We, we shouldn't be trying to operate from a space of perfection or let me make sure I, I keep doing all the things. And let's just learn to give grace to those entrepreneurs and business owners that don't have a huge team to help them stay on track and keep everything going according to plan. But I promise you guys, I am growing and I am super excited in the space that I'm in because just to be fully transparent, even though I absolutely love talking about all things money, credit, and finance, sometimes life hits. And when life hits or when business opportunities present itself, you have to know where your attention is best served so that you can excel in the spaces that you want to excel in. So with that being said, that's why there's been a break in my podcast, but that's okay because we back and I'm super excited because on purpose, on purpose, I do want to get better organized and I want there to be themes and, and categories and hot topics that I want to talk about for the month. So for November, we are going to be rolling out a series. So this is going to be part one and we're calling it budget and boundaries. And I thought about this because especially where we're at in the year, we're in November, we've got two months left till the end of the year. Many of us are feeling pressure. Some of us are feeling anxiety. Some of us are, 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 in essence, an ostrich with, with, with our head in the sand because we're looking at our life and we're looking at what the heck have we been doing 
since January. You know, we start every year with, you know, new goals, uh, resolutions, you know, different things that we want to accomplish. And while we go into the year with the intention of creating this game plan, sometimes that game plan doesn't always pan out the way that we design it to be. So what's most important, guys, what's most important is recognizing where you're at right now and what are we going to do to move forward to better plan and better prepare so that come next year, we're not finding ourselves back in the same spot that we're in today. So that's really what motivated me to talk about what I'm about to talk about, because I know, and I know because many of you who have reached out to me, you know, my, my existing mentees, my mentees who are renewing with me and, and new people who want to get help right now, it's just a very, it's been a very difficult year for many of you. And right now, especially getting into the, the holiday season and the end of the year, the pressure's on. So with that being said, that's why I thought about, you know what, let's talk about two, in my opinion, two most important things that if you master these things, you can better plan and better prepare for a brighter financial future. So let's go ahead and and talk about it. Budgets and boundaries. Now, a lot of you, a lot of you are feeling some sort of way about your finances. And it's really because of these two things, guys. You need to get better at budgeting your finances and setting up boundaries. So let's talk about the first part. Let's talk about budget. And I know many of you, you cringe when you hear budget. When you hear budget, you hear restriction. You hear, I can't. You hear my lifestyle is changing. You hear I don't deserve to be on a budget. And I am here to tell you there is nothing wrong with having a budget. It's all about shifting your mindset. It's all about looking at money in a certain way that is going to put you in a better financial position tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. So I want you to get rid of all the ugly vibes and all of the ugly energy when you hear the word budget and embrace it as a word of empowerment. And I say that because budgeting can be very sexy. Now, I don't know about you, for those of you who be following me on social media, sometimes you'll see me, you know, post a selfie with my messy desk, with all these bills, all these finances, all these worksheets. And I talk about, and and I hashtag Friday night finances. Like how often are you looking at your finances? Because if you're only looking at your finances once a month, guys, I'm going to tell you that is not good enough. Once a month is not good enough to pay your bills. Yes, bills are generally due once a month, but why? Why are we only looking at our finances once a month? At the very least, we should be looking at them every single week. Generally, there's four, sometimes five weeks in a month. If we go a whole four weeks without looking at our finances, come the end of the month or the beginning of the next month, you're most likely going to be in sticker shock. Realizing how much money you've spent on certain things. 
And then not only realizing how much you've spent, but then freaking out that, oh my goodness, I've overspent. Why are we overspending on, on things? Why are we overspending on things to put ourselves in a ugly situation? Instead, we should be planning to spend our money differently. So yeah, I don't really like the word budget. Instead, I like to call it spending plans. Let's create a plan to spend our money better, guys. Like, let's get real. Let's get real with our finances and understand, yes, not just what's coming in, but what is going out. And what's most important is to understand that right now where we're at in the economy, it sucks. And for those of you who are probably going to watch this on a replay later on or listen to this on a replay, we are talking November of 2023, where based on statistics from last year to this year, consumer debt is at its all time high. We are talking $17 trillion. We are talking your average household is $32,000 in consumer debt. We're talking credit cards and personal loans. Not mortgages, nothing like that. Your average household, over 30 grand in debt. Individually, your average person is about 8,500 in debt. And all of these statistics were issued from Experian. There's an article that they posted about the breakdown of all the different type of debt people are in, ranging from generation X all the way. And guys, it doesn't look pretty. It does not look pretty. So then we got to ask ourselves, why are people relying on credit cards so much right now compared to where they were last year and compared to where we were a few years ago during COVID? Why? Hours have been cut back. Jobs have been laying off. The food prices are higher. Gas prices are higher. Mortgage interest rates are higher. Auto loan interest rates are higher. And because it costs more, people are not financially prepared for that type of increase. And guys, if you're not financially prepared or you're not even aware that this is happening, if you don't get hold of your finances right now, you are going to hit a brick wall. You are going to have a financial future that does not look pretty. And eventually, you are going to hit a roadblock. Eventually, you're going to max out on those credit cards. And then when those get maxed out, guess what? For all of my homeowners, now you're tapping into your home equity lines of credit. And now you're going to use that and you're going to pay off the credit cards, which financially, interest rate wise and payments and debt to income ratio wise, that is a smart move, but it is not a smart move if you do not change your money habits, your spending habits. The average American who pulls out equity from their home loan to pay off consumer debt goes right back to charging those credit cards all over again in less than 12 months. Now, if I'm speaking to somebody today, I want you to turn up the volume and listen to this because once you max out your credit cards, you borrow from your home equity, you borrow from your 401k, you liquidate assets. If you don't change your habits now, you're going to rack up those credit cards again. And now you are in double the debt 
And now your assets are, in essence, they're worth less. They're worth less. And how many times are we going to do that before we really understand, even though you have those tools, those are not the answers. It starts with you. It starts with you looking at your income, looking at all of your monthly expenses, and dropping that pride. Dropping the pride and looking at these numbers and really telling yourself, what can I do to make sure I am still moving the needle forward and I am not setting up myself or my family for disaster? So tip number one, guys, you got to take inventory. You got to take inventory. You know how much money you make per month. The question is, is are you spending less And while you're spending less in monthly expenses and bill payments, are you also putting away for savings? Are you putting away in a liquid savings? Are you contributing to a retirement plan? Are you securing your future, your legacy with insurance policies? Right? Because what are we working so hard for? The moment that job is no longer paying us, what are we going to have to fall back on to get us to the next opportunity to earn income? So take inventory. Look at the income minus your expenses. What do we have left over? And are we truly using that money to invest and make our financial situation better? So that's number one. Number two. As you're looking at all of your monthly expenses, what are some things that maybe you can get rid of or you can postpone or you can say, you know what? I don't really need to be doing this at this time. You know, last week on my social media, I talked about how I walked into two different gyms and I canceled those memberships because I thought to myself, "Mm, Planet Fitness, $20 a month, that's no big deal. As long as I go to the gym twice a month, I'll make my money's worth. But then I had to take inventory and I had to look at all of my accounts and everything that I had going on. And I didn't even realize I was paying for crunch fitness still. It was coming out of a bank account that had money in it. I didn't know it was tied to it. And there goes $14.99 every single month being deducted for a year. Are you kidding me right now? Yes, even I can make those types of mistakes and oversights. But I said, you know what? Not today. Not today. That same day, I drove down a crunch. I'm like, what in the world? I actually had it paused during COVID. And then, you know, COVID mandate lifted and they left it paused. And I thought to myself, okay, cool. Like, I don't even have to worry about that no more. Nope. Year and a half later, they started charging me and I wasn't even aware. I had thoughts It was still paused, but apparently you could only pause it for so many months and then they will start automatically deducting. And I thought to myself, nope, not today. So I went over there and I said, cancel this membership, canceled it. After that, I said, you know what? Let me go drive to Planet Fitness. I had to drive to a Planet Fitness that was across town. Yes, it took me some time to get there. But at the end of the day, that was another $20 a month. So that right there is $35 a month that I wasn't even using times 12 months, guys, we're talking close to $400 a year. So you got to think every dollar 
that is being spent counts. Because as you do these types of things, eventually it'll be $35 and then $100 and then $200 and then $500. So number two, guys, look to see where you're spending money and what can you do to cancel those subscriptions. Pause. I won't even say pause. Don't be like me and pause and then forget and then they start charging you again. Cancel it, guys. If you have not utilized a membership, in more than three months, cancel it. You can always go back later and subscribe. You can always go back later and sign up to, to, to waive the upfront membership fee because they're always doing promotions. So don't feel that just because you cancel, you can't ever get it back. But financially, if this is a time where we should be buckling down, which I think everybody should be buckling down right now, then let's go ahead and make those phone calls. So gym memberships, how many TV type subscriptions do you have? Do we really need them all? Do we really need Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus? Um, I don't even know what the other ones are because like I don't even pay for those types of subscriptions. Like, do we really need them all? And, and how much TV are we watching? Right. I know Netflix is kind of cracked down with, you know, sharing the usernames and passwords and stuff like that. I'm glad like my son has us hooked up, like shout out to Desmond for whoever the friend is that's hooking us up on the Netflix situation. But I cut the cable TV more than a year ago. I'm like, I'm not having it like, no, there's other ways you can YouTube, you can stream, you can do all kinds of other stuff that you can pay less than the price for cable TV. And then you get into the cable TV. What are you paying for? You paying for the, the showtime, the, the HBO. Like, I don't even know what the channels are, but really evaluate where your money is going. And can we temporarily pause or can we completely cancel and revisit later when the financial situation has improved? Right. So little things like that, you know, so, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about our situation, right? The way that I view money in our household is I look to see what is a necessity. What is something we need in order to survive? And if it's not a need in order to survive, then it becomes a luxury. And while everybody has their own definitions of luxuries, the luxuries are things that we don't need in order to survive. But at the same time, it's also something that you should really ask yourself and research to see if it's practical. So here's a perfect example. I thought to myself, this monthly pool maintenance, it used to be $80 a month. Now it's gone up to $140 a month. And I thought to myself, this is insane. $140 a month to service my pool, to keep it nice and clean. I'm sure there is a less expensive way. So I did my research. I did my research with, okay, well, how much will it cost if we bought our own supplies? And then let's teach the boys how they should maintain it and keep it clean and all of that good stuff. And long story short, with inflation, the pool supplies outweighed how much it costs to maintain 
by paying for the monthly service and the peace of mind, right? The peace of mind, making sure every single week, everything is, the filters are clean, everything is clean, everything is maintained and it's beautiful. So I waited out, I waited out time, energy, paying for supplies, doing it ourselves versus how much it costs monthly. And the monthly actually was cheaper than if I paid for the supplies and did it myself. So I said, okay, you know what? We're going to keep that. So that's how I want you to think about money, guys. Like, let's really justify who we're paying, how much. Is there a less expensive way to do so? And if so, what does that look like? Or is it cheaper to keep it? So that's one example. We're keeping the pool service. Like, yeah. Anyways, um, there's things that are needed, right? The lights, the, 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 the garbage, the water, your, your basic household utilities. But just because you're paying for a service that you need doesn't necessarily mean it has to be that price, right? Are we calling our utility services and asking for discounts? Are we making sure that everybody in the household is energy efficient? Are we turning off the lights every time we leave the room? Are we unplugging things when we leave on vacations? Are we making sure that we're really conserving energy and just really being mindful at the cost to have these lights on? Right in the summertime, we may use our air conditioning unit. Does your energy provider offer a cheaper price by off-peak times and on-peak times? When you're using your high-energy type appliances, your air conditioner, your heater, your washer, your dryer, things like that that we don't even think about. Right. But like these are the things I think about because I'm like every dollar counts. And while some people may be like, Eva, you crazy, like really you only do laundry at nighttime or you only, you know, turn on the air at this time. For those of you who have been watching me on my social media, (laughs) the temperature inside this house is 78 in the summertime. I mean, it has to hit a certain degree of heat in order for me to turn on the AC because I know it's going to cost some. Now, while others can easily be, no, my comfort level is worth way more than what I pay in my utility bill. That is fabulous. That's how you choose to spend and invest your money. That's totally great. And if that is the case, then are there other things that we can cut back on so that we're not spending all this money on all kinds of other extra things, right? It has to make sense. But at the end of the day, make some phone calls. That'll be tip number three. Make some phone calls. Call all of your bills, all of your your energy providers, your subscriptions, all of those things, and ask them, are there any discounts you can qualify for? Are there any special promotions you can qualify for? I know with Xfinity... They have their retention department where if you've been a customer for several years and you're basically saying, I can no longer afford your services, like what are you going to do to keep me as a loyal customer? Can I speak to your retention department? Go ahead and ask for help, guys. Ask for help because these companies, they don't want to lose customers. I mean, of course, they still want to make money, 
but they would much rather keep you as a paying customer because you've always been paying and give you a discount. So guys, do not hesitate to ask for help. And lastly, if you notice or if you are seeing a trend to where you're not able to make more than your minimum payments on your credit cards, you're not able to pay down that debt as fast as you charge that card, then you really need to ask for help. And most importantly, guys, you need to set up boundaries. You need to set up boundaries within yourself and maybe with some loved ones. Because why are the credit card balances increasing? Like I challenge you. I challenge you, pull up all of your statements, banking, credit cards, wherever you see withdrawals or transactions. Take a look and evaluate who is taking your money. Is it Starbucks? Is it McDonald's? Is it Chipotle? Is it, is it whatever? Like who is taking your money? And why are they taking it? Is it because you're so used to a certain lifestyle that you can't go back to where you came from? You can't go back to living a certain way. So instead you are increasing your debt load to keep up with the Joneses. Guys, I don't know who you're trying to impress, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. I have never once had anybody Tell me, why do you do what you do? Or why do you drive that certain car? Or why do you wear this? Or why do you live like this? Ain't nobody ever told me any of that. Now, if you have those people around you, boundaries, boundaries. Maybe you need to, you know, push those people away and and bring in people who are going to empower you to reach those financial goals, empower you to have better relationships, empower you to get closer with God, empower you to be in a better positive situation than what you are. Boundaries, guys. Boundaries start with you. You have to make the decision first in analyzing what your spending habits are looking like and being real with you. You know what? Starbucks got $70 last week. That $70 could have gone to a credit card bill. That $70 could have went to savings. That $70 could have been a monthly insurance, life insurance premium to secure your future. And now $70 in one week. What if we multiply it by four? And now that Starbucks run turns into what could have been a car payment. What could have been contributions to your retirement? What could have been to help you get out of debt even faster? Did you know, especially for my mortgage homeowners, even if all you did was make one extra mortgage payment per year, that could shed seven years off of your loan? One mortgage payment a year. So do the math. How much is it costing you to eat out? How much is it costing you to spend money on things that aren't important? 
and save it to tackle that debt and pay off that credit card faster. Tackle that auto loan to pay it off faster. Because the faster you can pay off the debt, the faster you can free up the cash flow. And now what would have been your car payment is now more of a payment to apply towards another debt and therefore put you in a better financial picture. So it starts with you. You got to set the boundaries within yourself and analyze how you're spending money and start making some drastic changes. And then comes the boundaries amongst friends and family. If you have made a commitment to yourself and your family to pay off debt, increase savings, take a family vacation, contribute to retirement, buy the the better car because your current car is on its last limb, if you've made a commitment to things like that, You should be able to easily tell friends and family, sorry, guys, I can't go out with you next weekend. Sorry, guys, my financial goals aren't in alignment with spending money going to the club, spending money eating out, spending money to go to a football game. Heck, let's be real. Holidays are right around the corner. Spending money on gifts to make somebody else smile and happy when inside we are suffering in silence. And that's really the ultimate, ultimate point I want to make to you guys. Enough is enough. It's time to no longer suffer in silence. It's time to have these needed conversations with friends, family, coworkers, whoever you feel is not contributing to helping you reach your financial goals, it's ready to have these needed conversations and either one, set up the boundary, or two, ask them for help. Hey guys, I'm on a goal to becoming debt-free. I need you to help me. Can you help me? They're probably gonna be like, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna help her. She needs money from me. I ain't got it. Can you help me and just hold me accountable that if you see me at work and I'm about to say I'm going to go eat lunch and I'm about to go to Starbucks, that you tell me and you remind me what my financial goals are? Can you do that for me? Because sometimes we need that accountability, right? It's so easy to get off track. It is twice as hard to get back on track. So with that being said, guys, I am encouraging you. Take inventory about your finances. Let's look at where money is being spent. Let's set up those, those budgets and let's talk to our friends and family about boundaries so that we can remain focused. We got two months left till the end of this year. What are we going to get? What are we going to get done to get through these holidays? And that'll set the foundation for a better year, a better year with a strategic game plan. So continue to listen on because the next series, we're going to talk about money saving tips and most importantly, how to really tackle our finances and get prepared for 2024. So that being said, guys, I hope I've encouraged you. I hope I've shed some light on the situation. And most importantly, I hope I am speaking to at least one of you because I know many of you are suffering in silence. You're like, I don't know how I got back to where I was because I was on track. It is easy to get distracted. 
And it doesn't help when the cost of living has increased. But now more than ever, we have to buckle down because if we don't, our financial future can be at stake. All right, guys, that being said, I love you guys. I hope to see you on the next podcast. Take a look at what you see, what I become. It ain't hard to tell. Young legend, I'm an icon.